Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, I want to talk a little bit tonight. Um, we'll see how far we get. Um, this might be a two-parter. I don't know. Um, but I want to talk about one of the most uh, popular conference topics uh, in today's um, church world. Humility. Hallelujah. I've just, got, I've just been stirred um, about humility um, over the last... Really, the last couple of years, the Lord has been dealing with me about it and teaching me about it. And, and so I just want to share a little bit. We'll see how long we, we go tonight. Um, I won't keep you here all night, but uh, I just do want to, want to share a few things on my heart. And um, I'm starting the clock now, so I'm just getting started, just like Pastor said. Amen. I learned from him. Amen. But, you know, there's, a, there's an invitation that's gone out to us as a body to live above this world system. To live above the, the, the spirit of this age, to live above what we see uh, people around us um, doing and, and the direction they're going and, and, and uh, the, the things they value. And, and there's an invitation that's, that's gone out for us as believers to walk above those things and to live in a place that uh, is, is real, really just victory after victory after victory or like the word says, from glory to glory. Amen. From faith to faith. And I believe one of the keys that, that uh, is very vital to walking consistently in, in victory, walking consistently in the, in the spirit, walking consistently in the glory of God and from glory to glory is humility. I know it. I know it. I understand. Amen. <laughs> but but if you if there's a key to to victory, you know, if there's a key to uh walking in the victory that you're looking for and you're and you realize there's something missing, don't you want to know what you're missing? Amen, because victory is sure. I should have got at least an amen on that. Victory is sure. Amen. Victory is ours in Christ Jesus. But the same, the same thing that Pastor was talking about with finances this morning is we, we have to participate with the realities that Jesus has won for us and, and the realities he's bought for us and the realities he's purchased for us. We have to participate with them. We can't just say, well, the Lord brought me victory, so victory's mine, victory's mine, and I'll just sit here like I am, stay like I am, and just keep doing the things I've always been doing and victory surely will fall. No, uh, Brother Hagin used to say that, that uh, the things of God don't, don't fall off on you like ripe cherries off of a tree. No, you have to get up and pick them. The, the cherries are there. I mean, there's not, God's not talking about a lot of effort. He's not talking about we're doing the majority. No, he did the majority, but he does ask us to partner with him and to participate with the reality that he has won in Christ Jesus. And let me tell you, that reality is bigger than the reality that you see in the natural day to day. 
Paul said it like this. We don't look at the things which are seen because the things which are seen are just simply temporary. But the things which are unseen, those are the things that are eternal. And so he said, while we do not look, but we look at the things which are unseen. Why are we looking at unseen things? Because the unseen things are the things that are actually more real than the realm of the natural. In fact, the things that we see, touch, taste, and hear are birthed out and created out of the things which are unseen. And they're sustained by the things which are unseen. Even what, even the fact that the world is going around tonight is a, is a, uh, a result of the spoken word of God that day when he said, let there be. And the word of God is upholding, amen, everything that we see. Amen. The reason we can take another breath. Amen. Is because the, 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 the father, God, the creator spoke it into existence. Amen. And we're still participating with that, but praise God, the things of, uh, of the unseen are more real than the things which are seen. Amen. Uh, let's turn over to Philippians chapter four. I mentioned this verse exhorting this morning in, in, uh, praise and worship. And I haven't, I couldn't, I haven't been able to get, get off this verse. But, but over in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Woo, hallelujah. We could just stop right there. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord always. And like I pointed out this morning, he didn't say rejoice in circumstances. He didn't say rejoice in what the bank account said. He didn't say rejoice in the way you feel. He didn't say rejoice because your emotions are really doing well lately. He didn't say rejoice because your husband's acting right. He didn't say rejoice, amen, because your wife is doing everything you want her to. He didn't say rejoice because your kids aren't acting up. He said, rejoice in the Lord. There's some things in the Lord that never change. Part of that unseen reality that's in the Lord that if we will choose to rejoice in him, rejoice in our union with him, rejoice in our connection with him, rejoice in our relationship with him, rejoice in the reality that's in him. Glory to God. Rejoice in the victory that's in him. Rejoice in the blessing that's in him. Rejoice in the freedom that's in him. Rejoice in the health that's in him. Glory to God. When we rejoice in him, amen, there's something to rejoice about. And that's why Paul can boldly say rejoice in the Lord always because see, Jesus ain't changing. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He hasn't changed. He's not going to change. Look at your neighbor and say he ain't fitting to change. Hallelujah. Jesus ain't fitting to change. Glory to God. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. Amen. And the things that he bought and purchased with his blood, glory to God, and was raised up to secure and raised us up together with him. Amen. And seated us together in heavenly places. Glory to God. Those things aren't changing because of what things look like. They're not changing because what the world's doing. They're not changing because of what your mama's doing. Amen. They're not changing no matter what's going on on the outside. Those things are unseen realities that are true and real today as they ever were. Glory to God. And they will always be. So we can rejoice in the Lord always. Woo, that means that in the morning I can <laughs> if I feel like it or I don't. I can, oh, glory, hallelujah. Oh, whether, I, whether the, the bank account looks the way I want it to or it don't. Come on. 
Rejoice in the Lord. Well, I thought you were talking about humility. Let me just tell you something. It takes humility to choose to rejoice when you don't feel like it. Rejoicing, rejoicing, glory to God, keeps humility right in the forefront. Let's go on reading. I might not get very far at all. We'll see. Hallelujah. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men, for the Lord is at hand. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Lord is at hand. Woo, the Lord is at hand. Amen. Hallelujah. He's not afar off. He's not some way off in the future. No, the Lord is at hand. Glory to God. He's here even right now. Amen. Hallelujah. And he, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It says, be anxious for nothing. Unless the person you didn't want to be in office is in office. Be anxious for nothing. Unless... The economy is not doing what we wanted it to do. Be anxious for nothing unless. Well, we'll just keep going. Be, be anxious for nothing. But in everything. Woo, in everything. In everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. Hallelujah. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Hallelujah. Will guard your hearts and minds through who? Christ Jesus. Oh, it's back to Christ Jesus. It's back back to what he's done. Amen. Hallelujah. It's back to to who he is. Glory to God. But it says uh, if in between, I, I noticed this this morning. It says in between the bookends of rejoicing and thanksgiving, Peace is able to come in and guard your heart and mind. In the bookends of rejoicing and thanksgiving, glory to God, that is what allows, amen, hallelujah, for the, for the peace of God to come in. See, we're not talking about uh, uh, peace like, well, I feel a little better, you know. That's, that's not the kind of peace that we're talking about. We're talking about the peace that that when the disciples, oh man, I got tie shoes. I can't slip them off easy. I'll stand up here instead. We're talking about the peace that when the disciples thought the boat was flooding and they woke up Jesus, who obviously was functioning in peace. He probably was doing some rejoicing and some thanking. They woke, the, they woke Jesus up and said, don't you care? We're perishing. We're dying out here, Jesus. And, and what did he get up? He got up. Amen. And he, did, he didn't just say, well, guys, just feel a little better. You know, I'm here. We're going to drown, but I'm here with you. No, he didn't say that. He got up, amen, in the boat, and he looked at the winds and the waves, and he said, peace, be still. When God's peace comes in, amen, we're not talking about the peace of God will guard your heart and mind so you feel better, amen, and and you'll be able to muddle through. No, we're talking about God's ability to guard. We're talking about God's ability to mount garrison over your heart. Glory to God. We're talking about the Lord of angels, angel armies. Glory to God, who who creates uh, anything he wants to with a word of his mouth. We're talking about God's ability, the one who came and sat on the mountain in the Old Testament 
and the mountains melted like wax. Glory to God. That kind of peace, the peace that God brings comes in to guard your heart. When in the middle of hallelujah, I give you glory, Lord. Hallelujah. I rejoice in you. I rejoice in what you've done. And then thank you, Lord. I've asked for uh, the things that I need. I've given you uh, uh, the request and I thank you that it's done. I thank you that it's accomplished on my behalf. I thank you. Well, I thought you were talking about humility. I'm telling you something. If you'll begin to rejoice and give thanks, hallelujah, your eyes start to see the Father for who he is. Whoo, glory to God. And when you're in the presence of greatness, see, if I stepped on the, on the basketball court with Michael Jordan, even as old as he is now, but think about in his prime. Or I stepped on the basketball court with LeBron James, who's not as good as Mike, but it's that young and old debate. But you step on the court with someone, you're immediately humbled. I would be. Maybe you are prideful and you think you wouldn't be, but I guarantee there's nobody in this room, even you, Deshaun. See, when you're in the presence of greatness, it's not hard to humble yourself. Because you recognize, I remember uh, being a teenager and going to Brother Hagin's meetings. And he's, you know, walking around, you know, he's an older gentleman and, you know, uh, uh, doing his thing, flowing in the Holy Ghost. It wasn't hard to realize that man knows more than I know. Let me bring you a little closer home. When I'm sitting right there on Sunday mornings... And pastors up here laying out the covenant. The very thing I asked the Lord for revelation on two months ago. Lord, I need to know more about the covenant. And God's bringing the answer. Woo! It's not hard to understand. I don't know as much as that man knows. Right? He's laying out some things I didn't, I didn't see. Boy, I, I, had, I, I had like three parts that just like dropped on me this morning. Well, when you're in the presence of, of, of someone who's good at what they do, glory to God, it's easy to be humble and realize, I, I, I don't compare. Well, when you're rejoicing and you're thanking God and you're letting your requests be known to him, glory to God, and the peace that comes from understanding who you're in fellowship with, the peace that comes that comes from understanding who's got your back, glory to God, and your eyes are upon him, amen, it's not, it's not hard to begin to humble yourself. Humility begins to bubble up, amen? Amen, you know, I found, I found out when I begin to get anxious for something, I'm usually taking on responsibility that doesn't belong to me. Anybody ever been there? I'm take, trying to take on God's part. And we're not built for that. God partnered with us because he loved us, but he also knows our deficiencies. <laughs> right? And there was things that he said, I'll take care of this side if you'll take care of this side. And when we begin to take on cares, 
It's a surefire thing that we've been to, begun to think more highly of ourselves than we ought because we think we can take the part that belongs to the Father. But the Father, He's not looking to, to, to load off things. He is the same yesterday and today and forever. He is God. Amen. He's Almighty. Amen. And He's the Father. Glory to God. You know, as a father, there's, there's things that I provide. I don't, I don't want my children providing what God has ordained me to provide. I don't lean on them to provide food for the table. I don't lean on them to provide for the, for the groceries. Now, when Paul gets to be an adult, then he needs to buy his own groceries. But right now, as he's a teenager, if he, if he needs two hamburgers, guess who's going to provide two hamburgers? Maybe Pops, because he's the one always man in the grill. But, but you know, he, teenagers... They can eat dinner Monday night before prayer, and then after prayer on Monday night, can we run by McDonald's and get a couple extra burgers? Yeah, we can. Why? Because I'm daddy. Because I'm father. And if he's hungry, I'm going to feed him. Woo, glory to God. What if we got hungry? What if we got hungry? What if, what if after Monday night prayer we said, you know what, that was good. But I need a little more robobosokora de te. I need a little more. Thank you, Jesus. I need a little more. Glory to God. Bless our church. I need a little more. Lord, do it again. Lord, I need a little more revival. I need a little more. Holy Ghost, move and show and reveal. I need a little more of your word. Amen. Hallelujah. I read a few scriptures after the end of prayer, but but Lord, I'm ready to get back into it again because I'm still hungry. Amen. What if what if we got a little more hungry? I wonder, I wonder if we got the teenage appetite back. Back into our spiritual life. Glory to God. I remember being a teenager one morning, one Saturday morning, and we had we had football. I was in the middle of football training, and, and I sat down to, to eat pancakes. Glory to God. I love me some pancakes with some peanut butter on them. Amen. Y'all knew I was gonna get around to food, so so don't even. But 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 I, I was hungry. I wanted some some pancakes and peanut butter and syrup, amen, on them pancakes just makes them woo taste good. Glory to God. And I I began, you know. See, Pops was on, on, the, on the griddle. He wasn't making the, the silver dollar pancakes. I don't, I, don't, I don't like being served silver dollar pancakes. Come on, somebody. He was, he was serving up the, the pancakes that fill the paper plate. Because, you know, Mimi don't like washing dishes. So she had us on the paper plates. And so he's making pancakes that fill the paper plate. I ate. 16 pancakes that morning with peanut butter and syrup on them. You know what? Pops didn't quit flipping pancakes until I said, I'm full. Our father doesn't quit serving up. That's why when the Holy Ghost told pastor many years ago, if you won't stop praising, I won't stop blessing. What's he doing? He's He's at the he's at the griddle. Hey, you you want another? All right, there's another hot one. Slather some butter on it. Put some peanut butter on it. Put a little syrup on it. Glory to God! And each bite tastes like heaven. Hallelujah! And and and, and the Holy Ghost is saying the same thing. If you won't stop praising, I won't stop revealing my nature to you. I won't stop revealing the covenant to you. I won't stop revealing redemption to you. I won't stop revealing my goodness to you. I won't stop blessing. I won't stop giving you ideas to bring finances into your life. I won't stop blessing 
in your business and, and causing you to see things and be a witness then in a way you never thought possible. I won't stop leading you to that person and that person and that person. If you won't stop praising, I won't stop blessing. Hallelujah. Hunger. Humility. We're just hitting it all tonight. But, but I believe that, that when, we, when we begin to humble ourselves and, and see God for who he is, see the Father for who he is, then, then, then the shift starts happening and we take only the responsibility that belongs to us. God said, cast your cares upon me. He didn't say, here, I, I've given you strength to carry cares. That would have been good. That would have been good if God said, I've given you strength to carry cares. Right? We've been like, okay, well, God gave us strength to carry this. That's, that's great. But God didn't even say that. He said, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. I'm daddy. I'm daddy. You don't have to wonder where the pancakes are coming from. I did, that, that morning, I didn't, I didn't care if we were using up the box of pancakes or not. I didn't, know, I didn't care whether that was the last box in the pantry or not. I didn't care if that was the last scoop of peanut butter or not. I wasn't worried about the supply. I was just worrying about being hungry and feasting. Because I trusted my daddy. Come on. In the bookends of rejoicing and thanksgiving, you find peace and humility. Amen. First, turn over to First Peter. We'll just go. We'll go to that since we're mentioning it. The Lord is good, isn't he? First Peter chapter five, verse seven. Say Amen when you're there. Actually, let's, let's go back to, to verse 5 since we're talking about humility. It says, likewise, you younger people. I still consider myself a younger people. Amen. Submit yourselves to your elders. That's not popular. Yes. The old people were like, amen, amen. Well, yes, all of you. Be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. Clothed with humility. Amen. There's some clothes that you're supposed to be wearing. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. You know, it's not appropriate to go out without clothes on. Right? And, and, I don't know about you, but I like clothes because, like I mentioned this morning, they kind of cover up some of the, hey, some of the pancakes, <laughs> some of the syrup. Hallelujah. There's some humility that we're supposed to be clothed in in this hour that makes us look the way we're supposed to look, that is, causes us to be presentable to one another and presentable to the world and presentable when we are fellowshipping with the Father. I mean, if anybody deserves humility, it's the Father. Whew, he's the one that did it all anyway. Clothed with humility. It says, for God resists the proud. We don't want that. 
But that's New Testament, I've noticed. (laughs) God resists the proud. That means even in the day of grace, there is something that you can do that will cause God to to have to. He doesn't want to. He's not looking to resist, but he has to resist pride. He has to resist pride because he cannot empower pride. It's not in his nature, but he also knows that that where pride leads. And if he empowers your pride, it'll lead to destruction that quick. So out of his mercy and grace, he resists you when you're prideful. That's mercy and grace because he doesn't want your destruction. Because he knows, he said, pride leads to destruction. So out of mercy and grace, he resists you when when you're in pride. So if you, you ever, sometimes, you know, you, you find out that things aren't really clicking the way they, they, they should be, check your pride. Check your humility, right? And because, because you don't want to be in the place where God's having to say, I, I, don't, I don't want to, but I have to resist you for your own good right now. But he gives grace to the humble. Grace is empowerment. Glory to God. It's divine favor. It's his goodness. It's his mercy. It's, but it's empowerment to do the will and the work of the Father. The grace comes whenever you're humble. Amen. He says right here, he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves. Who's going to humble? Me. Who's going to humble you? You. Let me just give you a, a, a clue or a key or a hint. It is so much better to humble yourself, so much better to humble yourself than to give in to pride and have circumstances humble you. So much better to just go ahead and humble yourself. The the Bible says, judge yourself that you be not judged. It says judgment begins in the house of the Lord. What is he saying? He's saying, humble yourself. That way circumstances don't catch up with your prideful actions and then cause you to fall into destruction. He's saying, please just humble yourself because when you humble yourself, I'm able to empower you for what you're called to. He says, humble yourself. Under the mighty hand of God, amen, that he may exalt you in what? Due time. Now, this isn't popular either, but if there's a due time to be exalted, is there a due time in your life to not be exalted? Now, I'm not talking walking in victory, but... There, is some, there are some seasons in life where it's appropriate to humble yourself and to not think of yourself more highly than you ought and to yield and to... Every season is appropriate for that. But, but I think sometimes... Can I, can I talk to younger people here in the house tonight? I'm going to, so just listen. There is an appropriate time to be not exalted. And... In this hour, in this day, it's all about me, 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 me. My, what I deserve, I have a voice, I need to be heard. You know what? There might be a time where your voice doesn't need to be heard, heard ordained by God. Why? Because he's walking you through humility, teaching you humility so that he can then give you grace to empower you. Well, my boss doesn't hear me. Well, are you humble at work? My boss doesn't want to hear what my ideas or what I have to say. Have you humbled yourself and empowered him or her, your boss, and partnered with them? I know, I know. It's not fun. 
But maybe he doesn't want to hear what you have to say because you're trying to exalt yourself in an undue time. Right? There's times and seasons that God has ordained because it says right here that who will exalt you? God. He may exalt you in what? Due time. So there is a time that God has ordained when you are, have humbled yourself and have received grace, glory to God, that he's going to come in and exalt you to that place that he's put in your heart. We can't fast track the plan of God. You can't fast track. You can't hurry up the plan of God. God's got a plan. He's got the perfect timing set up. Amen. And if you will trust him, see, that's part of humility is trusting that the Lord has your good in mind in the season he's got you in, in the amount of influence that you have in that time, the amount of, uh, uh, of whatever it is. You know, we try to fast track God like, God, I, I deserve more. Well, make sure that's not the current of the world saying you deserve more instead of instead of the, the scriptures coming up on the inside and saying, no, I need to humble myself before God and trust him and his timing and understand when it's time for me to do that or it's time for me to walk in that or it's time for me to have that or it's time to me see you can't hurry yourself into a mate right now you can delay it you can delay you can delay some things but you can't hurry it but you can stay in a place of humility and faith And watch God bring it to pass as you trust him and as you obey him and as you yield to him and as you rejoice in him and as you give the request. Well, I have this 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 anxiety about finding a mate. Guess what? Give it to the Lord. Thank him that he's bringing it to pass. Glory to God and rejoice and give thanks. Glory to God and keep your eyes on him and say, Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. And then when he tells you to do something, obey that direction. Because sometimes, sometimes the delay is because we're not obeying. Don't delay it by not obeying. But if you'll stay humble, God's ways are higher than our ways. His plans are higher than our plans. We don't see the beginning from the end, but he does. And he's got our good in, in mind. He's got our good. The Bible says he's got a future and a hope. And so the, th- the season that you think, well, this is just delaying. No, it's actually the season that is producing the things in you that will cause you to come out shining bright. Glory to God. It'll cause you to come out and be able to be equipped for the very thing that God put in your heart back in, the, in that moment. Back in that day that you're getting impatient about. God saying, no, 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 no. Don't get impatient. Just keep obeying. Just keep rejoicing. Just keep thanking me just keep obeying the still small voice and i'll bring it to pass and you'll actually walk in the thing that i've shown you back then but if you get impatient if you try to make it happen making it happen is not humility that's not humility that's not trusting the father but he wants you to trust him is this good tonight I'm telling you, God, God has called. See, I, I've seen it come to pass in my own life, but I've also seen it in, in the examples of others that have gone before me. Amen. That if when they trusted God, when they stayed faithful, when they stayed patient, when they remained humble before the Lord and didn't try to exalt themselves. Amen. In an in a undue time, the Lord always brought the things to pass that they were believing for. Always. 
Man, I've seen it in my family. I've seen it in my, my church family, my church leadership. I've seen it in some of y'all. Amen. God always brings it to pass. Amen. He always causes it to come to pass just the way he said it would. As long as you stay humble before him, he'll keep empowering you with grace. He'll keep empowering you through the, through, through the journey. And you'll keep having victory after victory after victory. He'll keep revealing himself. He'll keep showing himself good. You'll just keep growing in his character and the, way, and the ways that, that he wants to shape you and mold you glory to God so that when you get to that thing that he's calling you into anyway you're able to handle it glory to God I want to handle the victory that the Lord's calling me into I want to be able to walk in the finances God's calling me into I don't want those things to ruin me see God's not trying to promote you before before the 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 process of humility glory to God he's walking you through the process of humility because he wants you to be able to handle all that he has for you Amen. You know, it says uh, about the children of Israel that he marched them through that wilderness for what? To humble them. They, they were in unbelief. They wouldn't believe and trust God. And so he had to march them and allow them to go through the wilderness so that they would be humble and realize God is our source. Right? Is that so? And so I don't want to have to be marched through the wilderness... Come on. I don't want to have to spend 40 years in a wilderness to get the things that God's trying to get to me. I want to humble myself. See, God gives us the truth, the promise of his word right here. He says, if you will humble yourself, I will exalt you. You won't have to make it happen. You won't have to cause that promotion to come to pass. If you'll, if you'll humble yourself before me, if you'll just, just continue to trust me, if you'll continue to obey and make those adjustments that I'm leading you to make, I'll cause the promotion to come to pass. I'll make it happen. I'll cause favor. I'll actually give you the grace and the favor with your boss that you've been trying to do in your own effort. Come on, let's not get into into doing it ourselves. Let's obey him. Amen. So all this, he's saying all this. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you be submissive. Be clothed with humility. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Then casting all your care upon him. Because I'm telling you what, when you are humbling yourself, When you realize God is who he says he is, you've been rejoicing, you've been thanking, you've been giving requests, not mulling over worries in your mind, not letting your mind be run around with with thoughts of how's it going to happen, how's it going to work, why hasn't it happened yet, when is it going to come to pass, why isn't the, the, my boss recognizing this, or why isn't my, my spouse doing what I, what I thought they should do, why is this happening, why is, that's not casting your care. And you know what, that's pride. Because you're saying, God, your job I'm actually better at, so I'm going to keep it here in my mind, and I'm going to handle this, pride. Well, I need to think about it and try to plan on how it's, how it's going to happen, pride. Well, I need to come up with a way to, 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 to force this to happen, pride. But if you humble, then you can cast your cares upon him. Like I said, I've, I find, found out that when I'm anxious, it's because I'm taking on things that God, God never wanted me to have in the first place. Didn't belong to me. They weren't something he ordained me to carry. Amen. 
Hallelujah. You know, we look at the word. I'm, I'm not going to get into all of it tonight, but but when we look in the word, we see many of the victories that that of the heroes of faith that we have have first walked through the channel of humility. To bring victories to pass, you know, it said the word says about uh, Moses that he was the most humble man on all the earth. Guess who wrote that? Moses. He wrote that about himself. He was the most hum- You got to be humble, humble. To pen scripture that you are the most humble. But, you know, humility isn't being a, thinking yourself a worm. I like uh, at, at Bible school, uh, one of our professors, Doug Jones, said, humility is not my way, Lord, but yours. Not my way, Lord, but yours. That means if Pastor Showers gives me a dirty look before service, I don't give him the mean mug back during praise and worship. I say, not my way, Lord, but yours. How would you have me treat Pastor Doug? I know he's been mean to me before service, giving me ugly looks and telling me the worship stinks. And Not my way, but yours, Lord. That's humility. Well, my wife... Didn't wash the dishes before I got home, and now I'm having to wash them. Not my way, Lord, but yours. Well, you know, we're saying the song that I hate, you know, this morning. Not my way, Lord, but yours. Well, Joey's beard's getting too long, and it's annoying me. Not my way, Lord, but yours. His sister's over there amening. (laughs) Whatever it is, right? If we're saying, not my way, Lord, but yours, that's our mantra, that's our lens that we look. Well, that guy, that guy or that girl's looking pretty cute over there at that restaurant. Not my way, Lord, but yours. Yeah, they say they're saved, so I think they're okay. Not my way, Lord, but yours. Well, they're going to get in church as soon as we make out some. Not my way, but yours. Is that too real for the adult service? (laughs) What's that? Too true, Pastor Angela said. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Not my way, but yours. What are you doing? You're you're humbling yourself and saying, Lord, I don't want, I'm not content with just my ways. What is the lens of your ways when I, in this situation? What is your heart in this decision? What is your heart in the, in the way I treat this person? What is your heart in the way that I, that I react and, 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 and move in the, in this, in this service? Uh, not my way, but yours, Lord. I, how, how, not how I feel how to worship tonight, but your, I'm going to respond the way that you want me to respond. We, I will say we, we have been doing some pretty good responding around here in the last few weeks. The presence of God has been awesome. Keep it up. Not my way, Lord, but yours. I'm, I'm gonna, I want some more pancakes, Lord. Hallelujah. Um, let's see if I want to cover anything else tonight. But, you know, uh, Moses, Moses was the most humble man in, in, the, in the earth well, he had to know what he what humility looked like to be able to pin that self, that about himself. You know, it's like the guy that was really humble in, in church, and so they got together and gave him a pin that said "most humble." But then, when he wore it to the next service, they had to take it away from him, right? 
No, humility isn't, isn't being afraid to be who God's called you to be. Humility is not my way, Lord, but yours. Humility is I choose your way, Father. I look at your ways. I yield to your ways. Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.